Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Graciously Saved Podcast. My name is Sarah Kastner, and I am your host. This is a Christian faith-based podcast for those of you who don't know, and our purpose here is to share love, healing, and life. Welcome back to all of the faithful listeners on here. Thank you guys so much for continuing to show your support and listening every single week. I post every Sunday at 8 p.m., and welcome to those of you who are new. I love to see all of the new followers, all of the new subscribers. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far, it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review, a like, a comment. It really helps with the performance of the show. And I want to reach as many people as possible with the words that God has given me. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. So today's episode is titled Denying Your Flesh. And I wanted to do this at the beginning of the year because there are many resolutions, I'm sure, to deny the flesh. And I'm going to go over what it means to deny the flesh, why we struggle with it, and how we can overcome the obstacles that come with denying your flesh. But of course, as always, let's go into the roses and thorns because you guys know I like to share my week with you guys. You know, I like to spill the tea. Well, not all of the tea. I'm going to spill a little bit of tea, but not all of it. So my rose for the week is that pottery has been going so well. I don't think I've mentioned it yet, but I have started pottery classes, which is just so funny because I have so many hobbies. My husband honestly can't keep up. I love to paint. I love photography. I love ceramics now. I basically love anything and everything that has to do with art and being creative. So I, yeah, I started pottery classes and it's only been a week, I want to say. So I've been there maybe like four times. And today was probably the best day out of all four. You guys, I had like some things that just got destroyed. Some things that just are not even worth bringing home. Honestly, I threw away a couple of them today. And today I made something that was actually pretty nice. And I think it's going to be useful. So I am very excited about that. The only thing is that to start a membership, I think it's like $400 a month. So I'm not sure if I'm going to continue on with a membership, but at least I got the pottery basics down. So that was so much fun. I'm having a lot of fun with that. I think I still have like three more weeks to go in my class. So I'm doing pretty good. All right. And my thorn has to be that I'm actually recovering from a flare up right now. Oh my goodness. I've been in a flare up. Um, I don't think I've mentioned before on my podcast, but I struggle with autoimmune issues. I can't really go too deep into it. You guys will understand later, but trust me one day I'm going to spill all the beans. You guys are going to hear all about it and um, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. But anyways, yes, I'm in a flare up right now. It's definitely been a difficult flare up. Um, I feel like every flare up that I have is different. This one specifically is making my body hurt. It's making me very fatigued and just weak and I'm pushing through it. I'm I'm a lot more positive than I usually am during a flare-up, which is new for me. Um, I'm usually just like crying the whole entire time, which I did cry a couple of times, but it's all going to be okay. I'm getting through it. I've been here before. It's nothing new. So I just have to keep reminding myself all of these things because sometimes I act like it's new and it's been a part of my life for the past year and a half now. So yeah, that is my thorn is that I'm in a flare up. And thankfully, I don't experience flare ups as much as people usually do with autoimmune types of diseases and things like that. Um, I will say though, this has been the longest flare up that I've ever had. I think it's been like almost a month at this point that I've been in a flare up. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to start a steroid, which 
I was on at the beginning of my autoimmune disease um, journey, and it was really, really hard to get off of the steroid. So um, I won't even open that can of worms right now. But if you know anything about autoimmune diseases and steroids and medications, then you know how hard it is to wean off of those things, which I hate taking medication. I will literally try to find any natural remedy before I start taking medications, which usually natural remedies help me. But this one, I just, it was out of my control. So anyways, those are my roses and thorns for the week. Hopefully next week I will be set free from this. So let's go ahead and get started here. Denying the flesh, man, it is so hard. It is so hard, but so important and very rewarding spiritually when you deny the flesh. I cannot tell you guys how bound and chained I have been feeling, especially while I'm sick. Oh my goodness. When I'm sick, I feel like that's when I shackle the chains back onto myself. That's when I start giving into um, the things that I thought that I was free from. You know, I start, um, I'll, I'll go over the things that I struggle with too, because like I said, I want to be vulnerable on this podcast and yeah. So, and everything that we do, we're supposed to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, right? In First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, it says, To this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. So what were Jesus's footsteps? In verse 22, it says, He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When they suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. To die to your sins and live for righteousness is literally denying your flesh. And Jesus did that his whole life here on earth. Jesus did not seek attention here on earth. Imagine being somebody who can heal at any point in time and do all of these insane miracles right before anyone's eyes, literally turns water into wine. But you say, don't go off and tell people about this miracle that I just did. Jesus lived a very humble life. I mean, even from the beginning, you look at the way that he was born. He was not given this extravagant palace because he is the child of the creator. No, he was born in a manger. Now, in what ways do we deny our flesh? A lot of people think about fasting when they think about denying the flesh because you are literally telling your body, no, you're depriving yourself of food and the desires of your cravings. You're giving up or eliminating food for a specific amount of time and for a specific purpose. Now, it doesn't just have to be food. I know for me, um, at the beginning of my walk with Christ, I did not struggle with food at all, especially after getting sick. I actually um, had to go gluten-free, dairy-free, and I had to cut out all refined sugars. So at that point, I mean, I didn't have a love for food anyways. Food actually was something that um, gave me anxiety and something that made me really sad. So to me, fasting from food wasn't hard. I could go on a plant-based diet and it wouldn't have affected me as much as it would have for someone who eats gluten, dairy, and has no problem eating refined sugars and all of those things. So for me, I had to fast from different things that I felt like I was also struggling with. Um, 
Now, that's not to say that I don't struggle with food now. Uh, um, before I got sick, I worked out a lot. I lifted heavy weights. I was definitely a weightlifter in the gym. And working out was something that was a passion of mine. It was a lifestyle. I had worked out ever since I was like 16 years old. And it was really hard for me to see my body go from being healthy and muscular to extremely fragile. Now I have a healthier balance with food. I know what I can eat. I know what triggers me. I know what sets me off into flare-ups. And honestly, I'm just trying to find satisfaction in Jesus and who he says I am, not who I see in the mirror. Because if I put my satisfaction in who I see in the mirror, I'm going to be pretty dissatisfied in about 60 years from now or 60, 70, 80. Now. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. But yeah, <laughs> I should not be putting all of my hope in the way that I look. 100% I understand that. It was just really hard dealing with such a dramatic change within the span of one year. Not even 20 years. It was literally one year. So anyways... For me, at the beginning of my walk with Christ, I fasted from social media. I fasted from my phone. I fasted from things that I felt like I was struggling with. And I felt like that was more admirable in the eyes of God rather than fasting from something that I don't even eat anyways. Denying your flesh can also mean to stop idolizing things like social media, something that I struggled with at the beginning of my walk with Christ. I definitely struggled with social media because at the beginning of my walk with him, I was also sick. So my sickness brought me into a relationship with him. And um, when I would get very sick to the point where I was bedridden, I would watch other people's lives, especially on TikTok, because it's so addicting to just keep scrolling, right? And I became addicted to watching other people's happy lives. It was the saddest, most depressing thing ever, but I'm being 100% honest with you guys. This is honestly kind of embarrassing for me to even admit, but there was a point where I had to delete my social media. I think it was like, I want to say it was almost a year, could have been a year. I don't, I don't really know like how long I deleted it. I literally just waited for God to tell me, okay, you can have it back now. But I still like struggle with wanting to delete it because like, what's the point? But I'm not going to get into that right now. So, so yeah, I felt like I was idolizing social media. I felt like I was idolizing all of these things that um, I would run to when I was feeling fear or anxiety or worry. And honestly, I was just putting a bandaid over my life, which was so temporary because as soon as I turned off that phone, I would look around in my dark room and I was still, you know, very sick, very depressed. And for you, it might not even be that when you have fear or anxiety, you run to social media. It could be that you run to sweets and snacks and, and food. So my, my advice to you would be to completely remove that from your household. Jesus says, if your right hand is causing you to sin, chop it off. If your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. If you are struggling with sugar, remove it from your house. When I got sick, the only thing that helped me to stop eating sweets was to not have it in my house at all because I cannot control myself. I knew that I couldn't control myself at that point. I had to learn self-control and my way was through removing it completely from my household. So, um, you know, I did it for different reasons, but if you're struggling with that and it's becoming a sin where you're 
falling into gluttony or you feel like you're idolizing food or sweets, just completely remove what it is that you are struggling with. Now, obviously you can't go out and starve yourself, but you get the picture. Denying your flesh can be to remain calm in heated situations. And I know that this can be so hard, but I heard once that if you wait just 10 seconds before you react to something you know is going to set you off, you will not respond with the same type of anger that you would had you not given yourself 10 seconds to respond. So learn to be calm and heated heated situations. There are so many Bible verses when it comes to anger, but one that I really like is be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the hearts of fools. I don't know about y'all, but I do not want to be called a fool. And one of the ways that you can be a fool is to be quick to anger. Now, anger is not a sin in itself. I will say it again. Anger is not a sin in itself. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, and I'm going way off script, so I'm going to try to put all of these notes in the description, but if I miss one, I'm so sorry. Ephesians 4.26 says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Be angry and do not sin. So, the Bible's literally saying you can be angry. That's fine. Jesus was angry. He flipped a table over, but do not sin. Once you start responding in rage, I'm going to say that that is a fruit of the flesh and that is a sin. You need to get away from that. Okay. Let, let that sin die. Deny your flesh. Now, I think that to deny our flesh can also mean to be obedient to our father in whatever or wherever he is calling us into. And Jesus had the most perfect example of this when he fell to his face, when he fell to his face and said, "My father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done." We see that Jesus himself didn't want the cross to be the only way that us humans get to go to God. He didn't want that to be the only bridge to God, but he recognizes that God's will should stay above our own. God's desires should stay above our own. And we should always strive to do the will of our Father, even if it means that we are going to experience suffering here on earth. To deny our flesh is to accept temporary suffering that can have an eternity of an effect. And I feel like people don't realize that when they are going through denying the flesh, when they are going through the hardships of that, when they are going through the physical pains of denying the flesh, when they're hungry or weak or tired, Jesus himself suffered on the cross so that we could experience something with God the Father. He died on the cross so that we can cross that bridge to our Father and he says it was all worth it. The suffering that he experienced there on the cross was worth it because now we get to have an experience with our God. Now, I want to go back to fasting quickly because I made a huge mistake when I started fasting and I don't want you guys to make this same mistake because I want your fast to be a sweet smelling offering to the Lord. I don't want it to be a dirty fish like mine. So when you are fasting, it is so important not to replace what you are fasting from with something else like I did. 
When we are fasting, it's because we are either looking for something from God, like provision or guidance in ministry or freedom and deliverance from something. It's not because we are just giving something up to fill it in with something else. Let me explain. So Jesus fasted for ministry, right? We know that Jesus fasted in the wilderness and he did that right before he started doing God's work here on earth. In Luke 2, um, it talks about a woman named Anna who fasted solely to worship God. So we see that fasting can have different purposes. It can be done for different reasons, but don't forget why you are fasting and what it means to fast and how to fast. For me, I remember when I was fasting from social media one time, I started going on YouTube, I started going on Pinterest, and I was filling my days and my time with other things rather than reading the word of God, rather than going and praying. Like you're supposed to pray and fast together, not just fast from something and think that you're not supposed to like talk to God throughout the whole time. So I was completely ignoring God. I was fasting. And at the end of the night, I would say like, God, I hope that you accepted this. Now that's exactly what I did. Right. And at the end of the night, I told you guys that, you know, God speaks to me through visions. And when I was praying, (laughs) I literally said, God, I hope that you are accepting this fast. And as soon as I said that, I had a vision of me standing at a hallway and a door opened and he, and (laughs) he throws out a dirty fish to me. Like if that was my sacrifice, you guys, when he did, when he showed me that vision, I fell to my knees and I was like, wow, that was terrible. That was an awful feeling. I am not, I am not fasting for the right reasons, or maybe I'm just not fasting correctly. And I was definitely not fasting correctly. So Um, that fast ended and I was just miserable after that because I was really sad that God didn't accept my fast and that I, I let him down in that way. But anyways, don't make the same mistake I did when you fast from something, always replace it with prayer, always replace it with prayer, always replace it with the word of God. I'm so sorry, you guys, if you can hear my, um, text messages going off right now, but always replace it with God. You're supposed to be trying to communicate with him. You're supposed to be opening up your ears to him to hear what he has to say to you. But I want you guys to also know that denying your flesh does not come easy. It does not come easy because when you are denying your flesh, you're basically going into a war zone with the enemy because he knows what comes from fasting. He knows the word of God. I'm sure better than a lot of, definitely better than I know the word of God. So I know that when we start fasting, we step into that war zone with the enemy. Of course, we're never alone in it, but the enemy will attack. Denying your flesh is something that is not easy. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse six, it says, isn't this the fasting I choose to break the chains of wickedness, to untie the ropes of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to tear off every yoke? Isn't this verse so often overlooked and why is it not talked about more in the church? Oh, let me, I'll get there. I'll get there one day. 
But breaking the chains of the wickedness and untying the ropes of the yoke, it doesn't sound blissful. It doesn't sound easy. Um, there have been so many videos on YouTube. I have no idea why. Maybe I don't, I honestly, I can't speak for other people, but I remember when I had started fasting and I was watching these videos of these people saying, Oh, I experienced God in this, you know, this type of way. And, and I feel so close with him when I'm fasting. I did not experience that when I was fasting. I I still sometimes don't experience that when I'm fasting. If anything, it brings out the things that are inside of my heart that I struggle with. You know, sometimes anger will struggle, uh, anger will come out, bitterness will come out. And I'm like, okay, now I'm like, this is good because I am literally uh, breaking the chains of wickedness and untying the ropes of the yoke that does not come easy. And obviously when you're loosening the bond of wickedness, the devil is going to fight back to try to keep you in bondage with what it is that you're fasting from, with what it is that you're struggling with. So many hidden things are revealed during fasting. And I think it's important to know that you might not always experience this closeness that a lot of people talk about on the internet because I know that the internet is where we go, right? YouTube is where we go when we, when we want to learn how to pray and how to fast. Um, but like I said, in I don't know what episode of this, don't always run to the internet when you want to know more about the word of God. When you want to know more about the word of God, go to the word of God. Right there, what I just read tells you what it means to fast and what comes with fasting. It's not always going to be easy, but it is definitely worth it. We are not called to fulfill the appetites of our flesh, but we're called to walk in the spirit. In Romans chapter eight, verse five, it says, for you who are after the flesh, do the things of the flesh, but you who are after the spirit, do the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is is life and peace. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. What more of a verse do you guys need when it comes to denying your flesh? And I really wanted to bring this up today because it's the beginning of the year. And like I said, I'm sure a lot of you guys may have fasted or are trying to fast, or maybe you didn't finish your fast and you quit altogether. I hope that this rampens up your desire to fast. I know that many people don't like to deny the flesh because they're just not willing to suffer. In the word of God, Jesus says, learned obedience through the things in which he suffered. If Jesus had to learn obedience and suffering was the way that God chose him to do it, then I feel like we should have a different approach and a different opinion when it comes to to denying our flesh. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and look for ways to suffer to get closer to God. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. But to deny the flesh is to accept suffering. And a lot of people simply don't know how to deny their flesh because nowadays, unfortunately, these churches are focusing so much on growing, which is great. Churches should be growing right now. But they're focusing so much on growing and keeping their people there that they're afraid to speak the true message, which Jesus tells us to deny our flesh. Jesus said, when you fast, don't put a sad face on like the hypocrites. He said, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, 
So we know that Jesus calls us to fast. We know that Jesus calls us to die to our sin, to deny our flesh. And this is not, denying your flesh should not be something that you're doing only when you're fasting. I want to say that and make it clear because we are to pick up our cross daily. We are to deny our flesh every single day. We do this to obey the Lord. We do this to resist the enemy. The Bible says resist the enemy and he will flee from you. How can you resist the enemy? By denying your flesh. We can do this for so many reasons, but most importantly, we should always keep our eyes on Jesus. We should always have the goal of worshiping him and allowing everything that we do, all of the desires of our heart and all of our intentions to give glory to God always. That should always be our priority. So in what ways will you deny the flesh today? You can start small. You don't have to do this extravagant thing. If you've never fasted before, you don't have to jump into a Daniel fast. Um, you can start small, but just commit to prayer, stay in prayer, and just remember that the reward is greater than the suffering that you will experience. I hope that this episode blessed you guys. I hope that this episode has called you to fast, whether it's a one-day fast, half-day fast, one-week fast, 40-day fast, I don't know. But remember that denying our flesh is something that is done on a daily basis. I am so grateful that you guys tuned in today. Let me know if you guys have any questions or if there's any specific topic that you would like for me to touch on. Thank you all so much for watching and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.